0: I do not understand the scenario, and please quote and clip this if it comes to it. I don't under, I don't see a scenario where Stetson Bennett is taking this team to the playoff. I just don't see it. I think he can beat everyone on the schedule, Florida included, because I think Georgia has enough talent to do that. But the whole point of Georgia's always had a lot. This is the third straight year, fourth straight year they've had enough talent to get the SEC championship game. The whole idea, why do they keep losing these SEC Championship games? Because they play to a team that's got an electric quarterback that takes over and wins the game for you. As much as I love watching him play, and as likable as I find him, and there's a great story it is, um, if Seth and Bennett is a quarterback, if they get to the SEC Championship game, they're going to lose.
1: What's up, Georgia football fans? The Dogs are back on the gridiron this weekend as they travel up to Lexington to face off against the offensively challenged... Kentucky Wildcats. If UGA can win, and the three of us think they will, it'll mark the 11th victory in a row versus Kentucky. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall and you're listening to episode 250. Yes, this is such a special milestone of the podcast episodes that we've made throughout the past five years that my co hosts Will Leach and Tony Waller, along with myself, we failed to even mention it in the entire episode. Nevertheless, we're happy to have been doing this for so long and appreciate you for listening for subscribing and being interactive with us on social media for all of these shows. Now, back to Georgia-Kentucky. It's not really if Georgia wins this game because, like I said, the three of us wholly believe that they will. It's a matter of how will they look doing it, what shakes out with the quarterback position in this matchup and going forward, and can the defense get back to dominating as they did in the first three games of the season. So, without any further delay, let's just jump on into episode 250. Here's Will to get us started.
0: It's been, game 5 was so awesome. Yeah. I would run the half marathon that, that day, and then had to stay up till 1.30 the end of that game. and ro- had to, of course, re- delete everything. My Dodgers thing was already done, and they had to delete everything, but it was worth it. That well, I, I so turned fun. it
1: on, and Walker was like, but Dad, you said you weren't going to watch one pitch of the World Series after the Braves <laughs> lost. I was like, yeah. That's
0: a good sign. Son, don't you have homework? That's a yeah. good sign. That's a good sign. Hmm. For, the, for what it's worth, I do not think that this is going to be like 28-3 and that when, you, when 28-3 happened, you thought, oh, man, the Falcons are never coming back to the Super Bowl, are they? Like, this is it. Like, this is yeah. this is actually as close as they're going to get to winning. And, I mean, they'll come back be under obviously will be under a different permutation. The coach has already been fired. But, like, it felt like this was their chance and they have missed it. Oh, the Whereas Falcons! I th- yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, Whereas both th- these teams are going to be there. Yeah, well, I think the Braves. The Braves are going to be there. Yeah, like the Braves. Well, I think the, I if the Braves feel like they actually broke through a little bit. Yeah.
1: This year. So. I've, I've never I'll experienced about the watching a baseball game where literally everybody in the Dodgers lineup is terrifying.
0: No, the Dodgers are awesome. They're so good. It's amazing to me. I think the Braves have given the, the Dodgers a better series than the Braves did. Yeah, yeah. agree. And then, of course, Braves are. And they were done yet, with spit and duct tape. Yeah, yeah. I have to yeah. say it was. And also, like. Acuna wasn't hitting. <laughs> like, well, like, you, like you're, you're one of your best. Hitters. I would argue your most purely talented hitter was not hitting. And also don't know the Braves win the division if it's under sixty two games with all yeah, the pitching was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was only sixteen. It also helped that the rest of the East
0: completely collapsed. I'm I mean, here yeah.
2: anytime. Anytime the Mets and the Nats fall apart, I'm here for that.
0: I mean, the Marlins were not a good team either. <laughs> and yeah, they, I don't hate them the same I way. I don't the hate Mets them the either, Nats. but they just weren't good. Yeah, but this—it was just the rest of the division. <laughs>
2: they were lovably, lovably, lovably bad. Yeah, I'm okay with that. They beat the Cubs, so they'll always have a place in my heart. Always will have a place in my heart. Um, So, guys, we
0: get football again this week. Thanks, Florida, for ruining everything. Um, (laughs) As someone that witnessed the Cardinals' COVID outbreak, I am always wary of blaming the teams for the outbreak. However, if we can blame Mullen, that I am okay with.
2: Yeah, I'm blaming Mullen, too, but I'm blaming Florida because that's on brand. Um, So... Yeah, just to set the stage. This this is a podcast that we did last week. No. We did not do it last week. Uh we could have done it last week had, you know, Dan Mullen not wanted to put ninety thousand people in the stadium and then uh three, We've not talked about that together,
1: by the way. We like haven't f- talked about anything. Three fifths of his team
0: got COVID? Or thereabout, and he personally got it. I mean the last th- time the last time we were here, we ended the podcast saying, My God, I'm so glad yeah. that this is before he got COVID and before yeah. they got all this happened. Yeah. I'm so glad that that guy is it's not, not our, our coach. coach. That was what like, yeah, you're right. And that was before he got bit by it. That's where his team broke. Yeah.
2: Like
1: the next day it came out. Yeah. It was before um, Sabin. It was the day before Sabin got COVID and then didn't.
2: Well, it's clear that Alabama has better graduate assistant testing than Florida does. I mean, for, for what it's
0: worth, Sabin was not surrounded by a bunch of people who had it. It clearly seemed to be a false positive. Yeah. Whereas yes. Florida had a legitimate massive outbreak yeah. the day after he said, why don't we get 90,000 fans in
2: here? Yeah. But I mean, th- I think it goes to show you that hubris is not to be tolerated in the age of the 2020s. And um,
0: we'll find out. We'll find out, right? So
2: <laughs> part of what um, part of what I think will be interesting, and we'll, we'll have time devoted to, to this next week when we do the george florida Mm. podcast um florida had at one point 30 like like they had close to 30 positives and another 20 uh 20 people on part of the team proper who were quarantined and some of those people are not gonna be back this week and i don't know who they play because who can keep up with the schedule anymore (laughs) but um, what's
1: the rule on how long they have to be out if they've because I heard that Wisconsin's new quarterback tested positive, he's out for three weeks. Yeah, but well, that's the Big
0: Ten rule versus the SEC. That's
1: okay. because
2: the Big Ten is more serious about this than
0: the rest of us. I mean, I mean, for what it's worth, I actually I'm not going to defend the Big Ten because
1: I don't even like football anymore after what happened to Illinois. <laughs> that was so bad. Uh, but I tried watching.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was. It was, it was I didn't to. Yeah. We
1: do the rabbit hole of it, but we do need to talk about Indiana later.
0: But certainly, um, In Indiana. I mean, you can argue the Big
1: Ten is taking it
0: too seriously. That's an argument can be made, but they're definitely taking it more seriously than the SEC is. Yeah, I don't think
2: there's yeah. any question about that. I mean, well, and, and the reason I was, I was mocking is that because obviously there are those that um, there's been a, long, a long-standing Big Ten SEC thing. Um, someone, someone say that the SEC speed means that we can get over COVID faster. Um, but that's not true That'd either. But it would be helpful. Um, but the reason is, uh, Graham Mertz will not play is because uh Wisconsin has worse graduate assistant testing than Alabama does, and also mm-hmm. they have a twenty one day rule. Um, so the very way it works is very, very very 21 strict. Day. Right, it has twenty one days from the date of first positive. Yeah, and then um, they
0: have no weeks
2: off. Right. So and it's also yeah. it's also ten days um after the last. Negative. So,
1: and he was the backup, like the stud freshman, because their main guy Cone, yeah, Cone got hurt, yeah, inch, so. yeah.
0: But I mean, he's the he was like the minute he's like their best sure quarterback recruit they've ever yeah, had. Yeah, Alabama. Like, was oh recruit. yeah, like yeah, yeah. A big, big yeah, yeah, deal. Yeah. So he he is. I can uh, Illinois secondary is not a team strength anyway, but man, he was good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was really, really, really good. So, but Big Ten came
2: back this week. It appears that. All is uh, almost all is calm and normal. Uh, Michigan won. Ohio State won. Penn State. Oh, no, they did not oh. win. They lost to uh, Indiana. Uh, I that think, was awesome.
1: I it, was, it was fantastic. I think everybody was watching that game because oh. on Twitter, it was just con- con- it was continuing to so swirl fun. on the uh, timeline.
2: Well, we missed it because we were at my niece's wedding. I actually officiated her wedding this weekend in nice. the mountains, um, and uh, we were busy preparing for the wedding when that was going down um, because, of course, the last time we looked at the game, it was like, 21.6 or something, something stupid. Um, so when you sent the text and saw that, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, we, we have to go look at it. I just got a text from my parents. So, um, you know, but Indiana was a like 5% win probability according to that's what it's touchdown,
0: but <laughs> that's right.
2: Yeah, Todd Gurley did the yeah, same. I know. It felt but,
0: a little different when Gurley did yeah. it. It felt a little like, like they needed to score. It felt like a little yeah, exactly. They had to kick a field goal still. Yeah, yeah. all Penn State had to do was take a knee. Take a knee. Take yeah. a knee. Although I was disappointed Gurley because he's on my team,
2: uh, my fantasy team. He did. I was fine with the points. Um, but that,
0: that touchdown by Phoenix. That's make yeah. sure. We have pronouncing that. P
1: E N I X Junior. Penix. The junior helps. Yeah. <laughs> Is
0: that yeah. A
2: non-gender specific? Penis. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Okay. I was just it's, curious. It's, it's <laughs> plural. It must be plural. <laughs> it's <laughs> plural.
0: It's the plural. No, that's penix. Gender. Please. Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's, uh, penic. Yeah. Everyone in their Twitter bios has a uh, J slash
1: penix. that were your name? Uh, wouldn't you go? <laughs> would you go by Penix instead of Penix?
0: I think I'd go by Walker. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was amazing. It was that was. It was a fun game. I For the record, I am glad. I think if the ref on the field would have called that yep. short, or they it would have just not did, been yeah. overturned, yeah. which yeah. just made me that much happier that he called it the way he yeah. did. Because yeah. that's just how a football—you want that to be called a right. touchdown.
1: You don't want them to go <laughs> celebrating and then be like, oh. There's
0: just no one in the world
1: other than Penn State fans that would not want that to be. Well,
2: Indiana has something stupid like 10 one-score losses the last three years or something. Yeah, um, it's and it's their and
1: first— Victory over top ten teams since like '87. Yeah,
2: yeah well, certainly hadn't played them in the bowl games. I played Tennessee last year, so um, <laughs> the let's uh, see, it's a there double zinger. Um, uh, was Unless they're they a ranked tenth, oh, I, they
0: can only count to nine. The um, it was fun for that. Because as a Big Ten guy, I hate Indiana basketball so much. <laughs> but I got no problem with Indiana football. Like, right. I got no beef with them. I think Indiana's the same way. They don't care Illinois football, but they hate Illinois basketball. Kind of like, like Kentucky. Yeah. Yes. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Well, speaking of Kentucky, oh, um, well, uh, so noon, 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 we travel to Lexington. Well, actually, the game starts at noon. I hope we're not traveling at noon. Um, <laughs> Could be late. Might be late. Um, so when we were last up there, uh, there was uh, there was quite the game. That was the uh, – I'd forgotten because uh, I went back to – look because I remember that game was of some consequence, being that we I think the Georgia clinched the East that day. Uh, if Kentucky they didn't, was undefeated? they were undefeated in the East. I don't know. Yeah, they were. They were. They were in the top ten of the college football playoff rankings. Right. I think we were fourth or fifth. They were ninth. I think if I had that right. It
1: was billed as the biggest game in twenty yeah. years up there.
2: Yeah, the biggest game in in Kroger Field history, at least since they got the uh, the the. The, the milk dispenser in the back of the Kroger field. Yeah,
0: and the, the problem, of course, is that every time you think there's an exit to there, it's closed. Yes, closed. Yeah, it's close, it's down, yeah. It's like two exits.
2: Well, the oh, the self scan exit works, but uh, who can figure those out? Yeah. The um, but you know that was a uh, that was a that was, I mean, that was a good game. I mean, of course, I went because I, I I'm not going this year, but I normally try to make my way up to to Lexington because it's a heck of a trip and they have bourbon. But um, you know this game has. Uh, this if Georgia Georgia wins this week they will have broken the record for the longest streak in this series and right now Georgia has 10 wins in a row the, they last did this I want to say in the 80s or maybe 70s um, but they then they they lost at some point in the, the mid 80s um, and we're now 10 in a row so win this week it'll be 11 in a row um, and the reality is who is Ronaldo doing this game I saw somebody tweeted about it maybe Tom Hart tweeted about it It it's like man ball and we'll talk about that a little Mm -hmm. bit Um, so we certainly know that's what Kentucky wants to do right they they still Mark Stoops uh, being a defensive coach and frankly playing with the talent that he's playing with he wants to uh, he wants to line up he wants to shorten the game as much as possible limit um Limit possessions on the other side Because he has a good defense um, I, I, and we'll, we'll get to predictions and all that But one of the themes that has, has been bubbling around This week um, Has been a, a recurring theme Of Kirby going back to the well With some quotes He used last week after the last year At last year After the South Carolina game We have to get back to playing our brand of football We have to do the things we're good at I got to be honest this scares the hell out of me now I, I'm not saying I'm scared of losing Kentucky I'm scared about what our offense is going to look like because we've been down this road um you know, we could sling the ball over the yard and you know Bennett or whomever can get he's already said Bennett's starting yes. could get 450 yards of, of passing um we could also run the ball for 275 yards and win a 28 to 7 game where we're like I guess it rained the whole game um, so, I, um, I think one of the things I do want us to talk about is 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 that, and how concerned are we that's where we are.
0: And Scott, I'd like to get you in this a little bit too, because you know, we in our post game, uh, we talked a little bit about the quarterback situation, and I feel like it's worthy of a of a longer uh, conversation in that you, you know, every coach has to weigh short term versus long term, or has to figure out. How you, know, you only you only play in the season. Put it this way: uh, we can talk about how Kirby Smart might want to um, get Dewan Mathis or JT Daniels ready to have because he's got a higher upside in an Alabama SEC championship game. But if you lose a game before, then you are in a heck of a lot more trouble than if you lose an SEC championship game with Stetson Bennett as your quarterback. And I think that's a mindset that has to be considered in this. In that, as I said on the post-game show. I do not understand the scenario, and please quote and clip this if it comes to it. I don't under, I don't see a scenario where Stetson Bennett is taking this team to the playoff. I just don't see it. I think he can beat everyone on the schedule, Florida included, because I think Georgia has enough talent to do that. But the whole point of Georgia's always had a lot. This is the third straight year, fourth straight year they've had enough talent to get the SEC championship game. The whole idea. Why do they keep losing these SC Championship games? Because they play to a team that's got an electric quarterback that takes over and wins the game for you. Yeah. Um, even if it hurts. Even if it's one taking over for another uh, at a certain point. Uh, and the whole point of all of the off-season maneuvering with the offensive side of the ball was they're going to be dynamic. They're going to do all of this stuff. And I do. I think if you've got Stetson Bennett, as much as I love watching him play and as likable as I find him, and there's a great story it is. Um, I don't understand um, how you think that guy is the guy that wins Georgia national championship or wins Georgia SEC championship. He could win the SEC East, but we literally just saw what happens. It doesn't mean that Georgia played terrible in that game or even that he played terrible in that game. It's just when push comes to shove, he's not going to score you enough points. He's just not. And maybe Mathis isn't either, and maybe Daniels isn't either, but Bennett isn't. And to me, that is the fundamental question of what you're asking and what the decision – that the fact that Bennett is starting, though you had two weeks to theoretically get Mathis up there or theoretically see where Daniels was. Or Beck. Yeah, or Beck. The fact that you're not doing that to me is a tacit admission. Bennett is the guy. Yep. Bennett is the guy and – Maybe not. Maybe you're waiting for him to have a bad game to do that.
1: So you can justify it or yeah, something?
0: Yeah, I, I don't understand. But, like, what you, I would argue what the decision you're making by having Ben be the quarterback right now is it costs us more to lose before the SEC championship game than it does to lose in the SEC championship game. And I understand that. I get it. There's a logic to that. But that is also literally the exact logic that is going to drive people crazy because you're just going to get more and more yeah, 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 George is recruiting great and they're doing all this, but they keep screwing up the quarterback spot. They can't get over this top. They can't get over the top of this stuff. At a certain level, as fun as the story of sets have been it is, I, not only do I not think he's the best quarterback, I don't think he's a better quarterback than Jake Fromm was. It's weird to me, this resurgent thing that Fromm was somehow scared or weak and Bennett is the real gamer. Like, that's that's because, that was like a legitimate thing leading up to the Alabama week, which is stunning to me because Jake Fromm was really freaking awesome and I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt and not castigate a fan base about this. Uh, there's excitement about Bennett and I get it. He was fun. I love he's a fun guy that sure. you Sure. Sure. He's an undeniably fun guy to cheer for. But, I mean, you've seen the obvious limitations. The obvious limitations. And this is not even like a Greg McElroy type of guy where you're like, okay, he's going to make the right decisions. And maybe he doesn't have the big arm, and maybe he doesn't, can't go da- downfield that much, but he's going to make the right decisions. That's actually not what, what makes him so fun, is that he keeps trying things. And he keeps, like, taking some risks, and that's great. That's what makes him fun. But... I don't understand why you need that guy to be the Georgia's quarterback. Because a, if you, you don't want a guy that take ri- takes a risk, unless he's got the huge arm to do it. Otherwise, you if he's gonna be if you are gonna have a guy that doesn't have the natural talent and isn't that really isn't that tall, then you well, what's the point of being Georgia? Yeah, if you are gonna if you are gonna have that. So yeah,
1: I think so, it's his height.
0: Yeah, it, it's his the, hi- it, it's his height, but it is the decision making. The decision making is a problem. It's a problem because and it's it's an awesome problem because it's fun. Like it's not like he just does like throws the triple coverage constantly, but he's got a what's the idea? He's got a little bit too too much Baker Mayfield in him, and the problem is is Baker Mayfield for all of his he was a walk on is really physically talented and makes really great throws, as you can see by the fact that the Brown he's this he was the one pick in the Mm -hmm. NFL draft and he's leading a team into the playoffs. So I just kind of think I don't get what they're doing with Bennett. Unless the idea is, you know what, Let's just, it's a weird year, <clears throat> let's just win the SEC East, make sure we know what we've got, beat Florida, and then Let the maybe, chips where maybe they we'll made. catch a break in the SEC championship game. I get it, that's hardly a terrible place to be to get the SEC championship game and lose. But if Bennett is a quarterback, if they get to the SEC championship game, they're going to lose. And that's the decision and that's where you are now and I understand why they came to that decision but like this you know the path of least resistance was actually not to bring in Munken. the path of least resistance was to be like you know what we got this we'll man ball this up we're gonna do all this the whole idea of bringing in Munken, the idea of trying this new offensive stuff was the idea that like okay we need the upside to get there to so now stick with Bennett uh, I I don't understand. It seems contradictory to some of the other decisions that they've made in the last year.
1: Yeah, and I had to fend off salvos from my father, who usually does not get that opinionated about Georgia. But every time I talk to him, he's like, Bennett's not the guy. Bennett's not the guy. He's like, let me tell you, I love reading the story. I loved reading the, the stories in The Athletic leading up to it. The AJC, Mark Bradley did a thing. He's like, but... If, I mean, it's kind of verbatim of what you're saying, but he's just saying it in his own way. And literally, I have to talk about it every day to my <laughs> oh, dad. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, and so I I think that, you know, really the off week came at a good time and a bad time because I agree with you, Will, because I was waiting to read all this stuff on, hey, JT Daniels' knee coming along. And like Tony said, Carson Beck or maybe Dwan Mathis, who's six foot six, can run like a gazelle, and probably has a howitzer for an arm. So I'm not sure either. Well, the only thing I can think of is perhaps maybe Kirby's hoping that we can get a couple touchdown lead and start sprinkling in some backup play in the second half. I don't know, but you're right. I mean, after what we saw against Alabama, uh, I don't see how you beat them or even a surging LSU or a Texas A&M with Kellen Mond if they somehow, uh, you know, whoever wins the West with a guy who's an inch taller than me uh, probably significantly faster than me, but you know, just I now, mean, the, but not yeah, you're, you're Not back then. I mean, right, but, but the 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 big thing is like, think about it. We get we get the turnover of the first play from LeCount, and then we get a batted ball, and it lands into the, the stomach of uh, number ninety five on Alabama. I mean, and it was just kind of like, oh yeah, we, we can we understand why that happened, and then it happened a couple other times, not interceptions, but the batted balls, and that's a that's a big big deal. Uh, and not being able to, get, yeah, three three times batted I balls. I think it was four, um, four, maybe yeah. four, and probably I, so.
0: And, and to me, I I, I want to go here, but like this, I it feels like there was a missed opportunity mm-hmm. because not just that, if because I actually think Georgia with Stetson Bennett, can beat every team in the SEC except for Alabama, and that's amazing. <laughs> that's really good. We've all been through lean years where you weren't able to do that, but I feel like there was almost a gift given. That, like, A, you got to play Alabama, engage right there Mm -hmm. what a guy like Stetson Bennett can do against Alabama, and you saw pretty clearly what the problem was. I don't know if Mathis would have done that as well or Daniels would have done that as well, but, like, you saw what he did. Yeah. And you saw what the problems were there.
1: I mean, he was throwing in a triple coverage to Jermaine Burton right on the goal line, and we were lucky not to get that picked if off. If they're
0: playing Mississippi in the crossover game this year, we might not know this. We might just be like, yeah, Bennett's going to roll into <laughs> Alabama in the SEC championship game because he's been killing people all year. But that's not what happened. You got Alabama, and you saw all the problems that happened. And because of Mullen and all the Florida's problems, you actually got two weeks mm-hmm. to be able to work up to. And you get a game against Kentucky, which is a team that is, as Tony points out, maybe you'd be a little worried about. But like a team that you can probably beat even if you're working Mathis back in or you're working Daniels or so on. The fact that, again, maybe you're right. Maybe this is a Bennett it's still our guy, but something weird happens at the first interception or the first two batted balls down. It's time the first time the offense clogs up a little bit. Yeah. I just don't know if the offense will clog up because Georgia has a ton of really, really good offensive players and a good offensive line that like a guy like Bennett can beat Kentucky. And I would argue we'll be able to beat Kentucky not too di- with too much difficulty. Right. But I don't think it tells you anything about what happens later. It just it feels like they were given a gift to be like we all have been it, but like clearly this isn't going to be the thing. The fact that they're not taking it, uh, I understand it, but I know I, I just don't think it's the right call.
2: I mean, the thing about it is that do we suddenly not trust the coaching staff to figure out which quarterback gives them the best chance? Let's, let's put aside the Justin Fields debate for now, yeah, not, right? I'm 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 not on the why didn't you do
0: Fields? I'm not <laughs> right? one of those people. I mean, to be very, I, very clear. I
2: mean, look, we we get to hindsight the crap out of that, and that's fine. But I think we, at the time
0: it made no sense. At, we as nobody a nobody on this show, we as a podcast,
2: agree that keeping Jake Fromm in there was the right thing right. to do. Also,
0: right. let's not forget Justin Fields was really unpopular with fans when he was on this team. Well, there's that too. But, <laughs> like that—that's been totally just forgotten. But uh, that people did not like Justin Fields when he was here.
2: But but my po- my point in saying all this is that we part of what you're saying has as this premise we don't we don't trust the coaches to see what they're seeing in practice to think there's the best best chance there I, I I agree with you right I don't I don't agree with you that Stetson Bennett can't beat Alabama I will agree with you that Stetson Bennett we saw last week obviously can't beat Alabama um part of the problem we have right now is that um in order for Stetson Bennett to be the quarterback that we that that it takes to beat Alabama, Kirby has to be comfortable with leaning into the risk. It's a risk reward thing, right? Um, you know, one of the things that that keeps occurring to me is that um, the the reason Stetson kept going over the middle is that's what he's comfortable with. Uh, the guys are open. If you go back and look at play, I mean, there were. The, the almost every play there is an open receiver um, which gets me to the kind of my last point there is if you're not going to make a change now you know you are saying Stetson gives us the best chance to get us to the end of the season and, and and maybe I'm agreeing with you but gets us to the end of the season and we'll see what happens right I don't see where you change quarterbacks in the middle, of the, middle now of this run you know Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. Did I get all of them? I think I did. Um, right. I don't. I don't see where you get that. Where I missed one somehow, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. That you. That you get that. You make that change. Um, if you don't make it now, there's no reason to make it. Right. Unless unless he shows up in Kentucky and just, <laughs> bad. Right. Maybe <laughs> maybe that happens. Um, but I don't. I don't, know, I don't, I don't think. I don't think. You, I don't think we will. I don't think. I don't think you will either. That's what we. I mean, look he. He came he – had, he had three things going against him, against Alabama, that made it doubly hard. They were – committed, and, and everyone else gets to see the film from that, right? But Alabama has athletes to do this. They were utterly committed to pushing the middle of the line and uh, making him roll out to throw passes, one. Two, they were utterly committed to taking away the middle of the field in a way that um, no, they had not done, at least at that point – and the third is, is that once we went down that second score, we went away from the run. And it, I'm not, that, there's been a lot of ink spilled over Monken's play calling in the second half. I personally think when we went away from the run a little early. Um, we, I mean, the, the narrative on that game is very different, right? Because we threw an interception that was turned to the 45 with five minutes left in the third quarter. But... If that ball falls harmlessly to the turf, we probably kick a field goal there and tie
0: it. You don't even think about that play,
2: right? You don't think about that play. Um, does that change the game script after that? I think it probably does. I I don't disagree that Georgia was not Georgia was not the better team that night in Tuscaloosa. It looks like they probably won't be when they meet in Alabama. I mean, I'm sorry, in Atlanta if they meet in Atlanta. But I I, I remain on the, the place where I trust Kirby and the coaching staff to make. The right decisions about personnel, which gets back to the point I made when we started this conversation, is it concerns me the discussion about brand and doing the things that we we can do well uh, because that is a uh, that's a script we heard last year about this time after the South Carolina game, and it it worked out fine. We made it to the SEC playoffs. I mean, I'm the SEC I mean, championships. didn't lose another game until We SEC. did not lose another game. Frankly, we weren't threatened other than maybe the Florida game. I mean, Auburn was close, but...
1: Florida was close. Florida was close. It just didn't feel that close. It didn't feel that close. Yeah.
2: Right? And, um, uh, you know, look, we can look back on this, and Alabama could be having the LSU, or U, uh, LSU year, right? Um but at some point, we got to get us one of them, Joe Burrows or Mac Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Or two attack a boy. By the way, his little brother, no, he's a good quarterback. <laughs> Everyone was like, hey, he's the better quarterback. Mm. I'm not seeing it. But, um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that, that also keeps occurring to me is that um, there is a level of... Every year that Georgia's been on this run, we've had that game, right? And it's usually been against a team that is good. Um. Everybody's like, well, the LSU game last year. I'm sorry if you if you if you think LSU is the bed game last year, you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, that then, was definitely well, South Carolina. What a coincidence Carolina. that right. Clemson also had a bed right.
0: game against LSU. Yes, <laughs> as did. Ohio State, right.
2: as did mm-hmm. everybody. Um. So you, that game was South Carolina, right? The year before it was um. What was the LSU
1: game? It was LSU game. was LSU, right? And then Auburn the year uh, before, and that. and then
2: Auburn the year before that. If you look at what. I guess LSU has, has changed our skewed our perception of what happens in the SEC every year, every year except for last year, um, a team that won the SEC ended up having that game against somebody. whether it be Alabama, not LSU last year or Georgia or when's the last team LSU, besides LSU Alabama, Georgia won it Auburn? Sure, I can't remember. Yeah, so it's been a while. while. So that that does happen. Now, what? um, I mean, kind of the the long wrapping up the point I was was trying to make earlier is like, I hope we don't crawl in a shell. I hope we don't turn into. I hope hope Kirby goes against his instincts. His his, uh, like his instinct of okay, we can game manage our way into um, eight more victories. Or six more victories, whatever it is, we can game. We can game manage ourselves into nine and one, and get to the SEC championship and see what happens. That's not why we brought Jeff Monk in here. Todd, no, yeah, Todd. Yeah, I don't coaches, want Jeff Monk in because he, he plays army. army. He, he plays he plays that cut block crap. Um, <laughs> the
0: literal opposite. <laughs> yes, opposite.
2: Yeah, we don't. You know, but we. I don't know that Monk stays. That's what happens the rest of the season.
0: I mean, but, honestly, like, this, and this is really what I'm saying. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to make this like a Jeremey against. Um, against Stetson Bennett. But there's just an obvious inconsistency here. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's an obvious
1: difference. are right. he waiting we, on Vandergriff?
0: Well, I mean, but, you know, if—look, if,
2: if Beck can't do it, and Daniel can't do it, or Mathis can't do it, for, for whatever the reasons are, what are you going to do? Um, I did notice this week that Beck, Mathis, and Daniel—Daniels, sorry—all have or as the second-string quarterback— that's the first time I've noticed this on the depth chart, um, which means there is some sort of compression happening behind Stetson. Um, not that that I mean that uh, and a dollar gets you yeah. kicked out of Starbucks, um, but the um, I, I think it's I think it's going to be it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks because w- w- if we do the man ball thing, we can out physical Kentucky and win the game. That part I'm not worried about. I mean, we could lose it, but I just don't that's, – that's hard to fathom, right? Because if they lose to the,
0: Kentucky, we have Yeah, to whatever. We got far, far bigger
2: about. issues, right? Put back in and let's see what happens. The next week we go down to Jacksonville, and Florida's going to score points, right? Uh-huh. They, they have a very good offense. Um, they, uh, their defense is suspect. Uh, is, isn't is, that what we heard suspect,
1: right? against Alabama? They have a good offense. Their defense is suspect, and then we go and lay an egg? It's
0: a fair point. It is a I mean, fair. Again, point. To, I don't think it's fair to say that they laid an egg. In the against half. Alabama. But yes, I think that I think that's the thing. Right? Is is right? Seth Emerson just has a whole piece because clearly that we need to play our brand of football was. It's scary. It's a disconcerting thing to hear. Yeah, I will say it is a disconcerting thing to hear, and I think that I'm really glad you started because that's really what even the Bennett conversation is about. Yeah, I agree. The whole conversation yeah. is about. Uh, and Emerson's point is that like it's evolving just slowly. <laughs> I, although I will say, and, and this is purely because
2: I've seen i, I I've seen ben, I saw him play a couple times in high school, but the style the the style of quarterbacking that Bennett played in high school, played in junior college, and is capable of you know capable of has is is doing a lot of lifting there. I grant that. Um, is very different than what we saw Jake Fromm do last year, which is. The ball off a lot, get us into the right play calls, make high percentage, low, um, low, high, uh, low upside, low upside, low upside. Uh, low, upside. Oh. low ceiling, low risk. Uh, low ceiling, low risk throws to the outside. That is not a Bennett's game. I mean, I think I think we all we all get that. So and that's the reason I would push back against that the been Bennett can't beat Alabama. It's just that. Obviously, the sentiment we saw last week cannot beat Alabama, and, and and But we might not have that quarterback on our roster right now, which is a bigger, which well, is a that, bigger point, right? To me,
0: the weird thing about Bennett is that, like, if he were that guy, I would actually kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would actually kind of understand it a little bit more. This is why it was so. Again, I just said this before, but it's so weird to me that people are like, "Wow, that Bennett's a gamer, unlike from I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait!" Like Bennett is like gutsy. I'll grant that. To, he's quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not like. I mean, he's able to play nope. quarterback. He's for quick. A, I didn't say a, fast. Yeah, he is he, fast too, though. Yeah, he, he's obviously physically talented. He is a quarterback for an SEC team. He is obviously has physical talent, but comparative to what we want from Georgia, yeah, to play the man ball, to play the our brand of football. I don't even think he's the right quarterback. He's not the quarterback for that. For
2: that. And that's what that's what scares me, right? Yeah. If you're asking him to simply hand the ball off 20, 29 times a game, throw those quick outside slants, he's
0: not your quarterback. And that's, what, that's, that's why I find it so strange. It's, and I, and I, listen, I get it. I, I understand. Like, yes, they clearly know more about that quarterback room than I do. I've barely left my house, let alone been in their room. Like, I get it. But, like, There's just that inconsistency. There's a, what are we trying to do here? And I get, I I think it's another thing to remember, Jamie Newman leaving really screwed up a lot of things that they had going. It wasn't great. And and we can all rip on Jamie Newman with quite a lot of justification. But, like, clearly that was the plan. That was the plan, and they've had to scramble accordingly. And unfortunately, that plays into the overarching... They can't handle quarterbacks. They lost Justin Fields. They screwed up all of this stuff. None of which I think is fair, but it's going to play into that. And I will say the fact that they stuck with Bennett this week speaks to a, you know what? Things are uncertain and things are crazy. Let's just do the thing that we know how to do. And let's go with the most certain thing. And the most certain thing is, and Bennett beat Auburn. Stetson Bennett beat Tennessee. We know we can beat Kentucky. We're pretty sure we can beat Florida. We know we can do those things. And I get it. I understand all that. I also think if Tom Munkin is not the offensive coordinator and they keep everything last year, they also would be able to beat Kentucky and also probably be able to beat Florida yeah. and Auburn-Tennessee. The whole point is it doesn't. It, it feels like a lesson has not been learned. Uh, or Or a lesson has been... Uh, and listen, maybe it doesn't matter because maybe no matter who you put out there, Alabama is going to wipe you out in the SEC championship game because they're LSU. And also, what a weird world to think that like, wow, Alabama, how aspirational it is for them to be LSU. <laughs> for the year. Um, but the point is that like, you know, maybe that's just that year. And if they and if they played Mississippi in that game, we wouldn't even be thinking about it and we'd just be excited about the SEC championship game uh, one way or the other. But there's just confusion. And there's, I don't understand exactly what they're doing, and we can joke about it all we want, but Florida is good, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, uh, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, there's just a lot of messaging and confusion going on, and uh, uh, not Dan Mullen get us ninety thousand fans in the fans in the stands. Confusion, but I'm not sure what they're doing. And generally speaking, I'm sure of what they're doing, even if I disagree with it. I, I'm sure of what they're doing ordinarily now I'm not exactly sure what they're doing
2: uh, speaking of since we tar- we're talking about quarterbacks Kentucky they put the ore in front of or uh, oh, right. chart you know Terry Wilson has has come out and he's had 900 or so yards of their f- 2,000 yards of offense, yeah. uh, and they put the ore there. We might get the Joey Gatewood experience.
1: That's uh, such a uh, – when I hear Joey Gatewood, I think of like a, a football you know, mini-series or something, and that's the quarterback's name.
2: The Joey Gatewood uh, – the mean, Joey f-
1: Gatewood games? Sounds like um, one of those. But, yeah, he's an Auburn transfer.
2: Yeah, he also sounds a little bit like he's like a lead singer for a bad ska band, but um, – like were... they're good ska yeah. bands. Um, <laughs> but the uh, – the, the I, I think –
1: well, they, they did gain, uh, with, with Terry Wilson at the helm, 558 yards versus Mississippi in their second game of the season. But they have not been over 300 yards total yardage since then.
2: I watched some of that Kentucky-Missouri uh, game. And Missouri has a, a, a decent offense. They have a replacement-level offense for the SEC. Mm-hmm. I mean, defense for the They beat LSU. Uh, yeah. With the yeah. So Started, to Mississippi new starting quarterback. Yeah. So to Mississippi State. True.
0: So on um, the quote unquote road. <laughs> yeah,
2: right on the road. Um, so it will be interesting to see what Stoops does here. Uh, my guess is is we'll see Wilson, but they'll they'll do a platoon. You know what they say when you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Um, that that's one, another thing about this game that Kentucky has been going backwards. Although they did get a huge win at Tennessee, first time in 36 years. Two weeks ago, um, I I just... But that's Tennessee. Look, it feels like right now that you have four teams you definitely know about in the SEC, right? You have Georgia, Alabama, Florida, and Texas A&M. You have one team on the bottom you definitely know about, and that's that's Vanderbilt. Uh, That means there's 10 teams in the middle where it's just like, eh, it's a grab bag. Um. In Kentucky, it certainly falls in that. Um, now, going back to the theme of Georgia, always has that one-the-bed game. You always worry it's going to be a game like the Kentucky game, just because of where it falls on the schedule between Georgia and Alabama, uh, Florida and Alabama. Um, you also worry a little bit because you know there's if they do play the new quarterback, what kind of spark he gives them. Uh, but, and Kentucky has played good defense. Uh, you know they have they have been sound, not great, but they they did give up some points. Although they held Mississippi State to two points, um, and you know kind of what they what they want to do is, uh, Jamien Davis is he's their leading tackler. I mean the the defense runs for him. I mean he's he's just a he's always around the ball. They don't get a lot of pressure, uh, despite playing. I mean I think. Two thirds of their sacks on the season were against Mississippi State, who's who basically. Um, I, I think their offensive line is paper mache. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's not fair. Those they are they college athletes, but they are. Um, they're they're not they're not great. Uh, their offensive line is not great, uh, and also it's possible that Costello is not the fit that we thought he was after week one <laughs> for Mike Leach's offense, but. Um, because uh, he held the ball an awful long time against them.
1: Um, so is this a game where it sounds like Georgia's defense has a resurrection from that second half of Alabama and really kind of puts the the foot to the pedal?
2: Well, I mean, what Kentucky wants to do is they they like running the football, whether that be with with those uh, with Rose or with other guy's name um, Gonzalez, maybe. Um, they in uh, the quarterback. They love running the football. They, you know, their passing offense is a whole lot of swing stuff, swing pass stuff. You know, quick outs. Leading um,
1: receiver has one touchdown. Yeah, on the season. Yeah,
2: I mean they 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 are not taking strikes. On um, frankly, that plays right into their defensive strengths. Absolutely, um, it does. They, um, you know, Georgia, Georgia got behind the chains defensively against Alabama because they were they were going over the top, and for the first time in his career, Tyson Campbell falls down. I don't know. It's. I mean, it was it was a conflagration of events, but it was um, it's hard to see Kentucky being able to replicate that. But they just don't have the they don't have the talent to do it. I mean, Georgia's George's defense
1: be, it would have to be turnovers on offense. Really. Yeah,
2: Georgia's defense plays. I, I, I mean, Georgia's defense matches up extraordinarily well with Kentucky's offense, and that that is. I mean, this is. Just, if Georgia gets 17 points; they win. I mean, it's just it's, it's hard to imagine Kentucky scoring more than 17. Um, and they just they just I just don't think they quite have the horses. Um, I mean, I think Georgia's going to be able to to maintain lanes with their with their normal four four man rush. Um, going to be able to spy the quarterback, whomever that is, with um, Ojulari and. You know, defend man and let LeCount roam free, and that's just that is not a recipe for success for Kentucky.
0: And this, and I think Kentucky's a little bit of a disappointment this year. I felt like they were kind of building toward, like I think Kentucky's ceiling
1: two years ago. They were at their ceiling, and then they yeah. kind of collapsed since. The I mean, George they did they
2: lost. did have some losses, especially in defense. But and Josh Allen, right? But I think I, I get what you're saying because this was a year where. The proof of concept of the Mike Stoops, right? We we have reached a certain level and we can maintain that level, and, and they could still be there. I mean, they did beat Tennessee on the road first time since I was eighty seven. Since think. I had hair, yeah. Um, the you know they um, he's wearing
0: a hat, so I, I wear a hat. Sprouted. You have to trust me on this, right?
2: So um, the uh, you know they they did beat a Mississippi State game, a team that I think all of us picked Mississippi State to win because it came off of that big road win by Mississippi State. The the Missouri loss, the Missouri loss is, Missouri loss is what makes is. me yeah. think. Okay, maybe not. That's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. So I mean, I think you get in a situation though with with Stoops where he might be a for Kentucky, and they're fine with that. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a great spot for him. Uh, Stoops has done I guess there are seven years now. You go in there, and win six
0: seven games a year in Kentucky, they'll carry off and yeah. look.
2: All you got to do, go to Nashville, go to Charlotte, go to Memphis. Occasionally go to Florida yeah. for a bowl game. They love you. All football is to them. This is, is a placeholder to
0: basketball gets going. This is this is the Lovey Smith argument. Just get your damn six seven wins a year, right. And we'll make a statue of you, right? Yeah, and that's Stoops. Stoops actually is doing
2: at Kentucky yeah. what everyone wants Smith to do at Illinois. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, it's going to be and it's harder. It's actually is harder. Because, <laughs> it is harder because Illinois has a couple How of natural. Illinois does not have
0: Florida, Tennessee, Georgia.
2: Well, they also don't even have South Carolina, in and they don't have to recruit against Georgia, Alabama, yeah. Clemson to the south, and Ohio State, and Michigan to the north. And, and I think, generally speaking, Kentucky
0: fans are happy with him. Even as, yes. if you lose to Missouri yes. once in a while,
2: so. I mean, they'll be mad at him
0: in two more years if he doesn't win. You know, the I feel Bowl. like this: is, the Kentucky and Missouri are in the. Like, you know which coach is doing better. Like, they're they're the teams, right? They're the pivot teams. Kind of like if South Carolina isn't going well, they're below them. And if they're going well, they're above them. But otherwise, I think you're looking at, like, Kentucky and Missouri seem to occupy a similar spot to me. Four, five, six. Yeah, Yeah, three. Three in a good year. Two in a really good year. And Tennessee gets down a year. Florida gets down a year. Even something that goes wrong with Georgia. Maybe, I mean, Missouri... One, two SEC championships. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah. you can you can have a funny chance if you But let's not forget that, like, didn't Missouri win, like, two of their first four years? The yeah. SECs, yeah. 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 Two or two three. So, so, yeah. just, see? Midwesterns just come into your division and take it over. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I can't. That's, how did uh, how Luke Ford do on Friday night? He didn't have
0: a single catch. In really? fact, he was backup. Uh, oh. Actually, uh, it was a little bit of a bummer. Actually, to be fair, that thing got away from everybody real fast.
1: Yeah, they weren't throwing so, to the tight end. Yeah, much that of thing the... that thing got really away from them. It looked like Brandon Peters was not that great of a quarterback,
0: and he was so good last year. <laughs> he was so, he was so good last year. I mean,
2: it's yeah. I mean, it's possible Wisconsin has a decent defense. Yeah,
0: he was good last year. And, uh, but yeah, it's certainly disturbing that a guy that started for Michigan his freshman year uh, transfers, goes to Illinois, takes them to their first ball game in six years, shows up looking like that on the road in front of no fans. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, I got overwhelmed by the Madison craziness. Like, there's nobody there. Yeah, can't, so, it's not like Camp
1: was uh, jumping. What yeah. about uh, Mel Tucker's debut?
2: Um you turn the ball over seven times, that's what's gonna happen. Is that what they yeah. did? Yeah, oh, seven times. Yeah. Ooh. They outgained yeah.
0: Rutgers by like two hundred and fifty yards.
2: Yes. Yeah, they were minus five in the turnovers.
1: Mm. Well speaking about gaining, I think Penn State outgained Indiana by two hundred and fifty yards. You watch your mouth when you talk to
2: me. <laughs> no, uh, seriously Rutgers had Rutgers got twenty one points on thirty four yards a total drive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you don't win ball games when you do that.
0: Indiana won that game over Penn State more than Rutgers won it over Yeah. Penn
2: State. yeah. Okay. And then I went on grit and guile Rutgers. But shooter. man I,
0: again, I lived out in New York when Chiano was coaching Rutgers the first time. And he was, like, cause remember, like, you would be watching television and, like, James Gandolfini would show up on an ad <laughs> via, right, like, Shiano is the man. Get yourself out to Rutgers games. And it, was, it was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and so, like, what? they are so excited to have Shiano back. So for him to win their first game on the road, their first their first Big Ten win in three years it's, uh, it's an exciting thing. Well, I mean, gonna <laughs> Gandolfini is <laughs> not going to be a commercials. Gandolfini is But you know, there, there's a Soprano sequ- uh, prequel coming out. It's uh, uh, supposed to come out at the end
1: of this year. This is, did D- David Chase do it? David Chase wrote and directed yeah. it. Wow. Yeah, wow. it
0: stars uh,
1: Gandolfini's son as Tony Soprano.
0: So as it, Tony? As young Tony.
1: Is this like uh, El Camino Who, for Breaking Bad? It's
0: actually more about Moltisanti's um, uh, uh, dad. Oh, okay. That's really? Yeah. Okay, I, I was curious. I, I hadn't seen that,
2: but I was wondering yeah. if it's going to be more like uh, it, uh, about uh, about. I'll, it's more uh, think of Godfather
0: Two, uh, uh, and the De Niro uh, story uh, is probably more the direction uh, they're going with
2: it. Okay, in. and
0: apparently, again, uh, the the young Toy Soprano is a very small okay. part in the movie. Okay. But I mean, I one of my pandemic things I did not get to that I wanted to as because you know it's we're turning the corner. It's almost yeah, it's over, it's almost over. Um, is next uh, week I wanted to rewatch The Sopranos. The Sopranos is my favorite television show of all time, and and if you haven't seen it, did it you, you like the it.
1: ending? Oh, I thought it
0: was did, no, 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 no spoilers, please. Yeah. I haven't watched
2: it.
1: Yeah. I watched. Well, you heard about the ending. I mean, just yeah. let's not just talk about
0: it. Let's just give the yeah. man yeah. his thing.
2: I started yeah. watching it at the beginning of the. Um, I started watching the beginning of the pandemic and I got about two seasons in and my wife gave up on it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It gets good. Oh, yeah. And because I don't know that for certain, but everyone it says it does. It um, um, but, I but, think
0: it's good the first two years. But but I mean, but look. The second look, season is actually, I would argue, the weakest of all the seasons. So uh, I think there's a question. The second season is the weakest of all the seasons. So if you if you can plow through the second season, uh, once uh, once Richie shows up, Richie April shows up and... Uh, it's just a great
1: show.
2: It's well, great I mean, show. part of it for me is that you. Um, I mean, was such a fan of all David Chase's other shows. I mean, yeah. *Stranger with the Rock* profiles yeah. right? Um, I never watched *Brooklyn Bridge*.
0: I never watched *Brooklyn Bridge*. Yeah, he sure.
2: did, did. He do *Homicide*. No,
0: that's, no, uh, that's uh, *The Wire* guy. That's
2: uh, oh yeah, *The Wire* guy. So um, Simon. Yeah. So I, anyway, yeah. Sorry, *Sopranos*. I, no, the it's part. fine. It's perfectly fine. I, I would. We. Um,
0: um, it's just a shame that we turned the corner so quickly yeah you know, China, we
2: don't get to watch it yeah, I was yeah. gonna tell the story about the time I watched Billy Baldwin do blow in a limo because of homicide life on the street but we can move on
0: actually I've also met Billy Baldwin though not not Baldwin doing blow I didn't I didn't do blow he offered and yeah. I was so you and I have both equally have separately had Billy Baldwin experiences yeah. what year was yours uh what year was
2: homicide 93 91, 92, 93, 93 or four, maybe ninety five, maybe nine. So
0: around the age of uh, Sliver, the movie that uh, he was in with uh, with Sharon Stone. Yeah,
2: yeah. when was Billy was in homicide, right?
0: No, 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 that's Daniel. Oh, Daniel, yeah. Daniel offered oh, me cocaine. Yeah, um, Billy is ducky.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's he's right, ducky. My bad, my bad. So anyway,
0: okay. it's a whole of thing. The, uh, it's a, of all the, uh, I'm good. Of all the Baldwin's, I do think uh, Daniel is the. He was good on that show, actually. He's yeah, bad otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. He's good in that show. Who's, you know the the, one of, who's the one in the usual suspects? Steven. 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 Yeah. Steven is the lamest of you know, all. He was, I, Although he was great. He that was a great role for he's him. He's good in the usual suspects, but he is actually the lamest. You know, all. he
1: was in a movie with Lawrence Fishburne titled Fled, <laughs> and it was filmed at Stone Mountain Park. Like they were they're riding motorcycles all through Stone Mountain. I was a kid when they were filming oh, wow, it. That's and funny. I, I was yeah, I mean, I saw like the movie. Like I like okay a verb. Movie.
0: I like a movie that has a title of a past tense verb. Fled. Just like, just, just so you know, whatever this movie is, it already happened. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anytime Will gets to make an English literature joke, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm here for this. Wait,
0: wait, wait till the the future perfect time right. hey, starts coming don't out. Don't get me started on gerunds. I'm diagramming every <laughs> single sentence of this podcast. Gerunds.
1: Mr. would be. Is so that in in ing? A gerund is ing, right? Sure. Gerund is the noun version of a verb. Yeah, it's the
0: progressive form that that we don't even.
1: Call oh, them. by the way, any? <laughs> <God's> brain just <laughs> locked up. I love it.
0: Any? You <laughs> have found my 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 habit. I'm actually one. Of the, I got yelled at by an editor one time because I would change. Uh, what did I do? Uh, first of all, I'm an assistant on who and whom. Yeah, well, that's. it's just like, like that you have is, good training. That is not the current nomenclature. Like, you're not supposed to do that anymore. You're just what? supposed to say who. What whom just? Makes I feel you... smart when I say whom. I know but that's why people have stopped doing it because oh. because it, it's not about using it correctly. You just sound like an. You just well use effect and effect. I agree. I agree. Whom is objective. Who is nominative. they two very oh different God. words. But apparently they have decided that uh, they no longer are supposed to to use who. Well,
1: anybody uh, who I'm follows schoolmarmy about this. Go ahead.
0: I have a South Georgia Public School
2: education and <laughs> I am pedantic about this.
0: Yeah, I agree, man.
2: I wow, agree. But I
0: think mean? we lost.
1: I was going to say that anybody who follows me on Twitter, I heard I was watching a couple of videos or something and I saw too many people use the word anyways and I yeah, tweeted about how anyways is not a word well, because was, adverbs are not plural. Switched.
0: Good for you, man. Good for you. Drives
1: me crazy. My mom's an English major, so I grew up, you know, knowing about the whole when you I say mean, Will yeah. and I or Will and me, don't ever put me and Will, drives me crazy. Those are two of my English Good pet man. peeps. Good man. Anyway. No,
2: Mrs. Strawley and Mrs. Starling that she they'd have my ass if I yeah. if I did that.
1: Metaphorically. Okay. Do you want to do uh other stuff? I we should talk about, about Fun I, Office Pools. I just, I just
0: want to diagram some more sentences. Come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. We are in Will's happy spot. I am. This is my favorite thing.
1: To um. Do. So Fun Office Pools took a left turn for me because when Georgia didn't have a game, I oh, uh, missed it. I didn't log oh. in. so I. Uh, One
2: of us did log in.
1: Yeah. Two of us did we'll log in. Well, uh, actually, yeah, Will, Will's. I did log in. We'll go over that in a second. Okay. Um. But some Georgia-Kentucky history okay. real quick. Um, by the way, on Saturday, it's a noon kick. Columbus. And it's going to be 56 <laughs> degrees uh, and breezy. So, college kickers? I don't know.
2: I have been there when it is. How like long is the degrees. It is eight hours. Seven,
1: eight hours. Yep.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a little bummed I'm not going. It's Halloween. My kids are very excited to get to do Halloween at home, even though we're doing a socially distance party, um, because normally we would be in Jacksonville. You can get Two seats. For, for like 150 100 bucks, bucks? Right? 100, Yeah, 150,
0: 100. like 110 bucks. Jeez.
2: Oh. I love that trip so much. I, it's something I want to do with Yeah.
1: This podcast episode is brought to you by SP2 Hospitality. You might know him better as El Barrio, The Pine Bar, Pub on Main, The Root, The 11th Pin over at the bowling alley. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to call Tony. Tony does not know I'm calling him, but let's just see if he can answer a couple questions about SP2 Hospitality. Ringing. see if he answers Scott, what's up man, what's up, man? Uh, i forgot to tell you last friday the kids and i went to el barrio for dinner yeah. we got there about five o'clock uh i got the barbacoa taco uh jack got the the chicken tacos and even vivian was able to get chicken fingers and fries Nice and uh, and then we walked around five points and uh, ended up playing putt putt. We actually stayed probably an extra forty five minutes in putt putt.
3: Cool. Yeah, I went to lunch there one day last week uh, and got the barbecue tacos.
1: Did you know that uh, students and faculty get ten percent off Tuesday through Saturday from eleven thirty to two? I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either, and I don't know if our listeners knew that either, but I'm sure we have quite a few students and faculty listening, and that might be one extra incentive to just take a lunch break over at El Barrio. Yeah, sounds
3: good to me. Um, I was over there uh, of a friend, I I actually did, one day, it was Wednesday, I did one of the surveillance tests, and somebody I work with was doing one, and she was going home to do she had a conference that afternoon, she's gonna do it from home. I was like hey, losing five points I was like I'm ready by there and run to El Barrio, and grab some lunch.
1: <laughs> now if you if say you missed lunch, say you had a work meeting or something for lunch, uh, would you do maybe Pine Bar or Pub on Main for dinner? What's your go to?
3: <laughs> oh pub on Main's my go to, man. Yeah, we're uh, we're big
1: fans, love it. When when do you think you're heading there next?
3: <laughs> um, it would not surprise me in the least if we go there one night this week.
1: And you order, your typical order when you go to Pub on Main, the family order.
3: Well, you know, we always try to start off with the uh, special fries. They always do. They do some sort of special fries, which you can also get as a side. But uh, usually we get the family size, the appetizer. Uh, Last week it was, um, if I recall, it was uh, smoked pork over french fries with like a ranch barbecue.
1: Yum! Good stuff that is good stuff and of course the uh the not that te- i almost said tequila the bourbon club
3: <laughs> we're in there the whiskey club we were we were in there one night oh, we went there friday afternoon because uh, a friend of one well, of the people that's a long-term uh long-term manager there was left and we had to go celebrate her leaving of course uh but uh you know they still got they still got some very knowledgeable folks in there the you know hughie or jake they both know their whiskeys
1: yeah, I mean, it seems like whenever we go there, Jennifer has uh, a couple of those frozes, which uh, are pretty dangerous. But uh, I usually dive deep for that uh, that little extra. I think they put the marshino cherries. Is that how you say it? In the very bottom, and so I at, le- at least she hands those over to me.
3: Yeah, and uh, kids are always going after the pub burgers or the diner burgers, and uh, can't go wrong with the. Uh, they do that that chicken chili sandwich that you talked about last time. Oh Maybe yeah, over
1: in there. Yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to catch up with you. It was good, good talk. And, um, you know, have a great rest of your day. And go, dogs, right? Go, dogs. And now, back to the podcast. So, Georgia's playing on Halloween, yeah. which typically Georgia does not play much on Halloween. That's why I pulled out the glasses and was looking in oh. the, what do you call this, the media guide. The,
0: the, the glasses on Scudder are a good look, by the way. I think yeah. that you should, you should. Curve it turn in that direction. I think that's solid.
1: You look erudite. Yeah, it's uh it's it's a recent uh uh acquisition of these readers. Uh they're amazing. It's like the words are bigger and uh I can see close to my face. That's what happens when you turn forty four. Um but yeah, so Georgia has played uh very sparingly throughout the years uh on uh Halloween and we're gonna be playing on Halloween. In fact one year I think we wore some maybe it was the black helmets. I don't know against Florida. 2009, that's the last time we Sounds played. That's right. Yeah. I think that's what they did. Um, so, anyway, I was going was gonna to ask y'all uh, what do you think Georgia's record all time on Halloween is? How many games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 games. And I only went back to 1942. I didn't want to go back oh, that far.
2: Halloween. Okay. 42. Games,
1: 42 was a win. 42, yep. Yeah, okay. They beat Bama.
2: Uh, wait, that's not something that happens. Yeah. I was told. The internet said. I um 10. Uh, well, I know we lost to Florida in 09. Did we lose Florida in 09?
1: Yes, we did. 41 to 17.
2: Oh, yeah. When's the last time we played on Halloween?
1: 2009. Oh, wow. 11 okay. years ago. Because typically we take this week off.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with six and four. I'm gonna go with six, three and one.
1: <gasps> Ooh, Ooh Will. Good guess. But Tony is correct. Georgia six and four. They've lost to Florida three times <clears> on Halloween. <throat> two thousand nine, ninety eight, and ninety two. Ninety two was a tough one because uh that was the year they actually had a good team with Garrison Hurst and Andre Hastings and Eric Zire. They went 10 and two and beat Kirk Herbstreet in the Citrus Bowl.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. Um and then they lost to Bama in 1953 on uh, Halloween. But other, other than that, they beat South Carolina, FSU, UNC, Temple, Clemson, and Bama.
2: I miss the, Temp- I miss the Temple series. Yeah, I don't know.
1: All right, so this is uh, Georgia's uh, chance, to, like Tony said, to win 11 in a row over Kentucky. They've won 10 in a row. They are 26-4 and versus Kentucky since 1990.
2: 26 and 4? 26 and 4. Oh, Which, considering, God, considering the, the late odds with the like 06 and 08, right?
1: Well, so my question to you is that's of, of the teams that Georgia plays the most. One, do you think that's the best record in the past 30 years versus a single team? And if not, who do you think they have a better record against?
2: Define plays, uh, plays often. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. You know, like the SEC East and Georgia Tech and Auburn. Yes, that's correct. That's the best record versus all of the teams that they play. they right, played every year of the past thirty years. Oh
2: yeah, because well, Kirby lost to Vandy. Rick lost to Vandy way too much, especially from like oh six to
1: ten. But Vandy's second. Georgia's twenty five and five. Okay, versus Vanderbilt. Okay. They're versus Auburn nineteen twelve and one.
2: No, against Auburn.
1: Against Auburn in thirty years. Yeah. Oh,
2: Jim Donnan. We South Hardly Carolina. Knew in 30 years, it's less than nineteen,
1: ten and 1. 22 and 8. 18 and 12. Oh. 18 and 12. Tennessee. Uh, we've already played uh, them. Actually, we've got to add one because we've played them already this year. I,
2: yeah, I think we're ahead of South Carolina, right?
1: Hmm? No, we. I just said South In 30
2: Carolina. years, sorry. Um, yeah, I'll go I'll go with 17 and 13.
1: 16 and 15 versus okay. Tennessee. Uh, Missouri, we're 7 and 1. Yeah. Uh, Lost a big one, though. Florida. Tech. Florida. Florida. In 30
2: years, so since 1990.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Think about how this. 12 and 18. Is. 14
0: and 16.
2: 9 and 21. Mm-hmm. Woof! Wow. Remember. The 90s were lean times. They were, and even
1: the early aughts. Early aughts,
2: yeah. And then versus Georgia Tech. Uh
1: 34 and 0. <laughs> 23 and 7. And zero.
0: 23, 23 <laughs> and 7. Pretty I'm amazing. reminded uh, if I um, I'm uh, f- finish up the trivia I want to tell
1: an anecdote. Okay. Uh, there's just two more. Um, so, what three locations has the Georgia Kentucky game been played uh, in?
2: Columbus. Col- I Columbus. <laughs> uh, I think I know this. Go ahead.
1: Lexington. Lexington, at. you're correct.
2: I'm, gonna take, I'm since, since I know the other one, 100 percent certain. I'm gonna take a shot and say Louisville.
1: That's correct. They played Athens. That's correct. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Will Yay! will gets you. Will wins two to one.
0: I got more than you. Um,
1: I say Columbus first. They the Georgia and Kentucky played in Louisville in 1939 and 1942. I don't know who won. Uh, they won in 42, obviously. Yeah. Well, Georgia, Georgia or Kentucky? Won. Georgia did. Or there's a tie. I don't think so. That was the. Rose Bowl no I'm just saying there was a, that's the gotcha. possibilities all right last one what's the longest consecutive win streak Georgia has had over an opponent because they're trying to get to 11 versus Kentucky
2: <sighs> it's not tech it's got to be Vandy somewhere yeah yeah I mean yeah that's safe um 12
1: 11 <gasps> is it Vandy Vandy, they've done it twice versus Vandy. Georgia Tech, their longest win streak is seven. only seven. Yeah. And they've done that two times. Yeah. God.
0: How many is it now? Three?
1: Yeah. 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 And it'll stay three. So, yeah, Georgia can match their longest uh, consecutive wins yeah. versus an opponent if they beat Kentucky on Saturday.
2: Which is kind of stunning what Florida and Tennessee have done against yeah. Yeah. Vandy and Kentucky, right? right. Because right. Georgia's been certainly since 2001, has been as good as, well, not as good as Florida, but certainly as good as better than Tennessee.
1: Well, they lost in 2009 here at home versus Kentucky. I think like 34-27. It was one of those games. I was at the game with my three-year-old. Jack was three. It was one of those games where Georgia was a, was ahead and started kind of messing around. I think the word the you're looking for is fiddle fart. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and Kentucky came back and, and beat them. And I remember... That game because I was sitting in the upper deck trying to keep a three year old entertained. It was at night, and they played Miley Cyrus "Party in the USA," and I knew that we were going to lose in the stadium. <laughs> in the stadium, love, that love, is
2: a good song. Yeah, no, I'm say, not saying it's not bad. Time. I'm just saying that oh, I love that. That's what that's you associate. How I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: yeah. yeah. a good song. All right, fun office pools. Or no, you had a. Oh, I'd like a to meta- close with it. Actually, okay. fun. Yeah.
0: just remind me; don't forget. All
1: right, so um, for the picks, or we'll do standings first. Um, yes, yeah, overall slides. standings. On the season, uh, Tony. Oh my gosh, I have not looked at this in two weeks. Oh yeah, Tony Waller is second okay. with 252 points, only three points behind Craft Dog. Not Craft well, Dog, Craft Dog. Way to go, Craft Dog! Wow. Uh, yeah, Will's right behind me though. He's real close. Yeah, William F. Leach is 13th, 241 points. I'm 119th. Ooh! But missing a whole week. I forgot to pick <laughs> last week.
0: Are you in front of or behind Katie Waller? I'm just curious.
1: I think I'm behind. Yeah. For,
0: you you call it forgetting to pick. I call it getting every game wrong.
2: You got every a- game wrong. Well, I have it said so. Just so people don't fall out, is like if you don't make a pick, you get one one fewer point than whatever the lowest point total is. Oh, okay. So. You can always come you back from zero. that. You Maggie zero. Waller's 29th. Yeah, Maggie's doing well. Uh, Kristen Lawyer Mama is doing real well. That's, that's Kristen. Oh, 30th.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Kristen. Okay, that's right. good. Uh, let's see if we got any friends on here that we recognize. Bernie yep, Dog, Ber- 58.
0: Yeah, Bernie. I saw Bernie Dog. Parrish Walton's up towards the I top. i heard from UGA Carrie in a while. How's she doing on there? Is she, or is she, has well, she An- abandoned us?
2: Angie Dog won this week. She right. had the most number of points. Um Carry, carries on there.
1: I don't see UGA Carry, but it's hard for me to look. I don't have my readers on. They're right there. <laughs> I don't. I know. I'm not going to put them on. I, can <laughs> I know see we've been that
0: joking far. about. I know I said they look good, but like you know, these glasses are like five feet thick. Like he has to stand <laughs> yeah. back from his computer. I've
1: never been to an optometrist. Yeah, Mr. Like. Magoo.
0: Mr. Brewer is like, damn,
1: those are thick glasses. <laughs> All right, y'all want to do picks? Let's, let's. let's do it. All right, uh, starting <laughs> off, uh, Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. <laughs> twentieth sh- like, ranked because uh, noon. noon.
2: Yeah, the Chanticleers have for the first time. They were FCS team three years ago. Have moved up. I cannot. I put this on here because it's intriguing to me. Um, and they're playing at Park Life Stadium or whatever it's called.
0: Whatever the new Park something. Yeah, it's not Georgia State Stadium. It's yeah, Fee, like, it's yeah. Uh,
2: I'm taking. I'm taking the Chanticleers.
0: I feel like Georgia State's got that. Let's not forget Georgia State's win over Tennessee last year. Let's just not forget that that happened. just feels like we, every time Georgia State comes up in this podcast, we need to remind people that they beat Tennessee last
2: They have exactly the same number of wins as Kevin Mays has pinky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Georgia State out of love and respect. I'll take they're, they're, Georgia uh, Coastal. Georgia State's coach is the guy that took over for Spurrier when Spurrier
2: <gasps> quit. Right.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: Oh, God, remember that? We made Furrier quit football. That's
1: right. Logan Booker has a great picture uh, that he tweets often where he has got he he was on the field uh, taking pictures, and it's Steve Spurrier walking off the field with his finger stuck in his ear. And it just <laughs> happened to catch him at that moment, but he's looking like he's thinking, like, what am I doing here? And his finger's jammed in his ear. <laughs> it's a hilarious picture. I
0: think I have seen
1: that. Um, yeah, I'm going to take – do you happen – either one of you gentlemen happen to know where Coastal Carolina's – campus is looking.
2: Conway, South Carolina.
1: I was going to say Myrtle where, Beach. But I don't know
2: where Conway is. is I think it's, Con- it's basically
1: Myrtle Beach. It's
2: probably Myrtle Beach.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is Conway. Is it Conway? It's, it's basically Myrtle I was Myrtle right. Beach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alright, so moving to the Big 12, Kansas State at West Virginia.
2: This game's tough, man. Kansas State has, has played really well. cleveland has got them playing well. But at, at West Virginia...
1: If they hadn't just lost to Arkansas State at the beginning of the season.
0: Right. We'd be amped, right? I'm still gonna take Kansas State. I'm taking Kansas State too. I keep forgetting that it's the North Dakota State guy, and he yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I'm yeah. taking Kansas State guy.
1: All right. Uh Texas uh, rolls into the Big 12's only chance at a playoff berth.
0: Guys,
2: Texas is not back.
0: <laughs> I have to say I'm I i do not want Texas I don't like Texas and I don't I'm not going to pick them, but I would like them to win because I'm kind of just ready to be done with the big 12s mm-hmm. right now it'd be just nice to just get uh, just get rid of them <laughs> and like yeah th- I don't know if you see but like there's been a lot of like now you're starting to see playoff projections at the big ten are back and the pac 12 is about to come back did you see C- uh, Jerry Palm at CBS here were his here were his playoff teams Alabama obviously. Uh, what yeah, Alabama obviously Clemson obviously um, Ohio State Ohio State obviously and Oregon Oregon was his fourth playoff. I hadn't playoff.
1: even played
2: a game. It look if Oregon if Oregon had played eight games, I would say that. Because they they're supposed to be really good, but dude, seven games, not just
0: That's gonna be the big question for the Pac twelve, right? If someone goes undefeated, do they get to go above a second SEC team. Uh,
2: or or 10-0, 11-0 and, 0 since 11 and 0 Cincinnati. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, also, who's to say that Oregon is not going to get a game postponed right. through right. no fault of In their the own? In the 6-0,
2: right? It 6-0 or 5-0. Or 11-0 Oklahoma State. Yeah.
0: I'm not oh, I don't know say, well, I think we'd go above them. Yeah. But, like, with an 11-0 Cincinnati, go ahead of 5-0 and 0 Oregon?
2: Man, I would hope so. You would think. So...
1: Yeah, let's give me give me, uh, yeah. give me the horns. I think I think the horns are going to win. Oklahoma State's won some close ones.
0: I'm taking Oklahoma State just because I support America. One American News, America's only news network.
1: All right, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm not going to go with. Uh, it, but the next game is Virginia Tech at Louisville. So we got two. Is Virginia Tech finally playing full games. strength, huh?
2: Is Virginia Tech play, finally playing full strength. I mean, look, Fuentes. The Virgin Fired there we He just, was
0: supposed to be The guy that was gonna Fix it all Dude through.
2: yeah It was a perfect match Of like philosophy And gritty And all that um, a Louisville lost To Georgia Tech Yeah I know <laughs> And I can't forgive them From that That's I'm, ta- I'm taking Virginia Tech But I'm taking Virginia
1: Tech too uh, Alright Big Ten uh, Let's go with uh, Go out to Iowa
0: I, hope, I assume you have Purdue Illinois on here You damn well better he yes, does. he does. He does.
1: He does. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> I was kind of kidding. We got a Northwestern at Iowa.
0: Go Cats! I you know I discovered something watching that Iowa Purdue game because you know uh, I give credit to the Big Ten Network by the way because you know Iowa has uh, we've all let's not forget the time that we in the middle of this pandemic had a talk on the we did a show on the front porch. Where we talked about uh, the big reckoning that was all going on in the world at the time. and uh, That was a, one of my favorite shows we've ever done here. And that moment has also unleashed something involving Iowa. Iowa's got some stuff. And the, I got to credit the Big Ten Network. They did a, in the game, did a whole segment about it. The fact that there were all these black players suing him. And all, like, I, I was not expecting the Big Ten Network to do that. So a shout out. I assume that's Nicole Arbuck's influence over there because Nicole Arbuck is awesome. Uh, but I would. Uh, uh, it's made remind me that like, oh, I hate Iowa. Now I do actually still hate them uh, less, less than I hate Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, they looked good. They obviously looked good. More, I saw so much that they held Maryland to so few points. Is that they scored so many? This was the first time Fitzgerald doing the. Maybe I should get a guy that will score me some points. Uh, I hope that this is a Mississippi State situation, and they get stomped the next week. I'm picking Iowa.
2: Yeah, give me me the Hawkeyes. Uh, Go Hawks! Ohio State at Penn State. I mean, look. Penn State is not... If it weren't Ohio State, I'd pick Penn State. But here's the thing. Little Jamie Franklin has still continued to not be a great and end-of-the-game coach. Give him credit. He did not throw his player under the bus uh, in a way that he probably would have at Vanderbilt. But... You you, you have to be willing to – first off, you have to be willing to have called the timeout there and said, do not score a touchdown. <laughs> I don't care if we have to kick a field goal, fall down. Second off, what are you doing? You're letting Indiana go down – march down the field right. and score a touchdown like and a two-point like, conversion yeah. to tie. Dude, I mean – I so badly want to pick. I put this on here because I thought I was going to pick Penn State just because of the bounce-back-rebound thing. But, nah,
0: Ohio State's going to win it. Ohio State is awesome this year. <laughs> and uh, I think Ohio State wins this, and I don't think I was. I think Ohio State may beat Michigan, who looked good, by the way, the mm-hmm. first week. I still think they're going to beat them by, like, 20 points. This Ohio State team looks really there's a reason that Ryan Day was like, "We have to play football right. this year." Desperately, they've got a really, really great team.
1: Okay, uh, Indiana goes to Greg Schiano and Rutgers. Yeah, I will. Is this I, a letdown?
0: I, it's fun, though, but Rutgers could have a letdown too. Like this is, they're both kind of high on themselves right now. I trust Indiana what they've been doing the last <clears throat> few years more than I trust Rutgers taking advantage of a Michigan State team that had seven turnovers. Yeah, it's going to beat their eyes in the dark.
1: <laughs> All right, and then the Big Ten game of the week, Purdue goes to Champaign mm-hmm. and uh, faces off against the fighting Will Leeches.
0: I will say that, like, I did not think Illinois was going to beat Wisconsin. I did think they were going to show. And I think that's the... W- this game feels like we're going to know one way or the other about Lovey Smith there. Because remember, the whole thing with Lovey Smith is those first two years were so bad... Because he just played freshman. He just played freshman. That was the whole idea. He knew they were going to be bad. He knew they were going to get crushed. But the whole point was he wanted his guys. And by the time they were seniors, they would be the most experienced team. And experience matters in college football. They are now seniors. And they just lost 45-7 to to start the season. This feels like a... If they lose to a Purdue team who is... Not a, I don't think a particularly great team this year. Braum is just back. Um, if they lose this, I actually, I really like Lovey Smith. I actually like what he represents. I like what he's done for the university. Uh, and I also don't think that you can fire uh, a coach. He's got, he's going to cost him a lot of money if they fire him. And I think this particular moment in in a state that is broke, uh, in a state university, I just don't know how you'd justify it. But... He will de- if he loses this game, he's a dead man walking one way or the other. I am picking Illinois just because I'm not ready to see that. Game. Illinois wins this
2: game. They're March to go 7-2. and 6-2. and two. Eight games? Nine games. 6-2. 6-2. Well, get, then but the final them. game, yeah. And they will only lose to the two participants in the Big Ten Championship game.
1: Wow.
0: I'm not that confident, to be clear. But... Uh... I'll take it.
2: They'll also play second they place. They will
0: definitely be better than their defense actually I know it's hard to say in the forty five seven game, their defense actually has looked better than it looked in the last couple of years at the beginning of that game. It's just that like freaking freshman dude just wasn't missing anything. But they yep. had they had they had they had some push It against a good offensive line. But uh, I think they're better than they played. You'd have to be. So I'm picking up. They'll also play a second place Indiana in Champagne in the snow on
2: December nineteenth. That'd be fun.
1: Uh, Did you see Lane Kiffin's uh, press conference today? He (laughs) was
2: angry.
0: (laughs) He just got got fined, by the
2: way. Uh, Yeah, well, I
1: I think he was like, I think he wrote that check beforehand. (laughs) 1-4 Mississippi travels to 0-3 Vandy.
2: Friend, if you don't know what he's talking about. um, It's pretty blatant. It's kickoff. Auburn touched the ball. Ole Miss recovers the ball in the end zone, and they called a touchback. Because Auburn is blessed, I guess. Yeah. yeah, this, this game. This is the second time
1: Auburn's won a game because of bad officiating.
2: I mean, it certainly has. This game definitely affected the outcome. This is the first game. Yeah, Kentucky was close.
1: No, no, uh, no, I'm talking about Arkansas. He's talking about.
2: Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. God, I was thinking about the Kentucky game. Gmanetti's. <laughs> I, I I just think I think Ole Miss is going to pour it on. I hope they They're do. Or
0: really fall apart. I mean, those yeah. are the two options. But I think they pour it on. I'm of the belief in the same way that Stoops is a perfect fit to Kentucky that kiffin's a pretty in mississippi i mean marshall henderson's a coke guy you need to win this game
1: yeah you got to and, and yeah so to get that rolling yeah i'm taking mississippi all right and uh, surprising sam Pittman and arkansas go to a and m is this a low-key interesting game to you tony
0: oh it
2: is because that defense is looking better and better um and by the way george's game against them is looking better and better right um I, I really wanted to pick Arkansas. I just can't, uh, because A and M finally is, is rolling a little bit and you can't discount what you're gonna get out of Jimbo um with his backs against the wall, although he's owed seventy five million dollars regardless of what happens. Um I'm gonna take A and M, but I am not gonna put a lot of confidence points on it. Watch this game next year.
0: Next yeah. year. Yeah. In Vietnam oh, in Vietnam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Watch this game next year. Next nice
1: AM now, but watch it next year. Hadn't heard the <laughs> Vietnam? Nom. <laughs> was supposed to be a fan of North Carolina, but <laughs> whatever. That sounds good. All right, uh LSU at Auburn. Oof. I, I think Auburn's getting payback in I'll go some first. Sort.
2: I'll go first. I'll go first. Um the last one to twenty four loses? I don't know. I mean I'd look at LC's figure that out, right? I, it's hard to say. I mean, still, Bo Pelini's their defensive coordinator. Auburn lost South Carolina. I want. I so badly want Gus Malzahn to stay there ten more years. Um, I, I, I mean, look, I don't. Uh, they, Ogeron loses this game. He's got to fire Bo Pelini. He has no choice because. Any goodwill he built up last year is going away fast. <sighs> I, I mean, it should the, be a lot worse than they are. Right, right, I mean, right. The hurricane. The hurricane could play some into this, although it could be through by the time this game happens. I am, I am picking LSU, but man, it's coin flip.
0: Uh, coin flip. I'm, I think LSU's got something figured out. I'm picking LSU.
1: Yeah, I hope they win. Uh, all right, then Missouri. Uh, goes to florida i mean is this this is no look ahead they've lost to florida or florida's lost to missouri recently
0: yeah i'm gonna start calling this the missouri shrug every (laughs) single time that scott ever (laughs) mentions missouri he's like oh yeah there's team that's in our conference. He's so pissed they're in the <laughs> SEC. It is amazing. Like, still. It's He's been mad. Like 10 years. He's mad about
2: Missouri being <laughs> the SEC the way I'm mad about South Carolina being in them. <laughs> it is funny. And, and that saying like something. Like,
0: every single thing has always been, Missouri! <laughs> Missouri Like, Missouri shrugged. could be first in the SEC East. Yeah? And
1: you, you're like, you yeah, got me pegged. This f- team. You got me pegged. <laughs> Florida. Sorry, Curse, But No, that's uh, fine. It, it was for effect. It, yeah. it, I said, I said, a bunch, so I don't say, have anything better to do tomorrow than the edit. Yells. <laughs> <laughs> you can say shit on like CBS.
2: That's yeah, the
0: sarcasm.
2: That, yeah. I I yeah. know and recognize got you.
0: You apparently can't.
2: I've already, I've, already you said,
0: I've already said Florida. Florida. I don't like, like basic that I did, basic questioning on CBS, <laughs> but you can't say it. Yeah, you're going to be tough. Did you pick?
1: I picked uh, Florida. Yeah. I'm pretty obvious. All right. So now at noon, this is easy, noon, uh, uh, Georgia travels up to Lexington trying to win 11 in a row. Um, you know, I looked at the, the scores uh, the past 10 years on the Windsopedia, by the way. Uh, favorite website, windsopedia.com. That's where I Big get man. all my information. Uh, but it's all around the boards. I mean, some close wins, some absolute blowouts. Uh, But what I saw was the average, uh, I think, victory or the predicted victory was uh, 32 to 16, Georgia. Sounds about right. You know, divide 32 by 2. No, divide divide 32 by 2, you get 16. So they're about doubling up on Kentucky here. And I think that what you're going to see is you're going to see Stetson get the start, of course. I'd like to see him... Somehow get George Pickens back into the flow. I think that can do nothing but good things for the offense. He just hasn't been able to see him to get too much separation. In fact, some of the the other Georgia receivers, like Burton and even Curras against Alabama didn't get much separation. That might have had something to do with the fact that uh, our offense struggled a little bit. but I think that it's a get right game for the defense. I'm not sure Kentucky scores that much, but I will give them the 16 points because they're going to get eight in the first half and then try to play catch-up and somehow get a a score and a two-point in the second half. I'm going to go with 32-16 to because I believe in the numbers, and uh, it's probably not as close as it even feels.
0: This feels like a game where everyone just wants to be like, we're cool, right? Like, we're all right. We're all right. That's not who we are. Let's just... The most inevitable thing in the world after a game like Alabama is is Kirby Smart saying something like, we have to get back to what we do best. And maybe even not even recognizing the ramifications of saying something like that. I think they can handle Kentucky. There are Kentucky teams from the past, maybe a couple years ago. I might put up a little bit of a red flag about this game. I just don't think this Kentucky team is good enough. Um, and so I uh, there's a little part of me that worries that w- Georgia looks pretty good in this game and gives maybe too much false confidence heading into Florida. But I do think they'll look good in this game. I will take Georgia 31, Kentucky 13.
2: You know, when you look at this game, one of the things you try to figure out is, and we talked about it for 20 minutes at the beginning of the podcast, this is what's going to happen. Uh, with the offense. Um, if if you listen to Kirby's comments this week, it's not unfair to think that DeAndre and Mc, uh, McIntosh and Milton and Cook get a lot of runs. Um, I don't... Part of me says that is not what we're going to do this week. With the Florida game forthcoming... Um, it it feels like we're going to do, we're going to try some stuff. First half is going to be close because that's what we do. Um, but then you turn around and turn it on in the second half. And, um, you end up in a situation where Georgia does a lot of interesting things in the second half that makes Mullen and Grantham worry about next week. And, uh, George wins the game thirty-five to ten, uh, which you know, which is in the range of everything we talked about. But the the real thing that 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 will be the takeaway from this game is that while we run for one hundred and fifty or sixty or seventy yards, um, Ben has a decent game passing, and he goes the outside a little more uh, because that way you negate some of those knockdowns. You talked about the four knockdowns against Alabama. You negate some of those, and whether we roll him out. Or whether he's just throwing the ball outside, we do some things to counteract that. Oh, you had
0: an antidote. I did have an antidote. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're ready. I like antidotes. So um, this is, I've been pretty good about this, but this is the last show we'll be doing before Election Day. And I was reminded of four years ago, um, I was at Wrigley Field. I was at Wrigley Field for the World Series. That was the Indians-Cubs World Series. Wow. Mm. I was at the uh, Progressive Field of the first two games, Wrigley for the f- for the second three. Kind of forgotten now, but uh, the Indians were up 3-1 That's in right. that series. And Game 5, uh, the Cubs won, and the general understanding at Wrigley Field was, Cubs aren't going to win this series, but we want to say goodbye to a wonderful team that we've enjoyed uh, this season. So it was a kind of a celebratory vibe, and it was on Halloween. It was on Halloween. I, I I'm proud to note that I have uh, put together what I believe is the maximum Uber bill because <laughs> it was on Halloween night outside Wrigley Field in Wrigleyville. Uh, after a Cubs World Series game, <laughs> like I think I went like five blocks. It was like a hundred forty dollars. <laughs> oh. Surge, <laughs> yes, in surge in every possible way, and the company was paying for it. But uh, but I always tell that story because it's the most expensive possible Uber thing. But uh, I remember watching Georgia Florida um, uh, that uh, and at Wrigley, that was they lost. That was uh, the year that uh, it was the Kirby's first year. Yep, that was the year that Eason. I uh, played fine that game, but that was a time where Florida looked like they were just ahead. They, were cruis- they were cruising. They were just ahead of where Georgia was. And um, uh, while I might argue that things have gone uh, in a macro sense dramatically downhill since that day, I think it is worth, uh, in, a, in a world sense, it is worth remembering that how much Georgia football has come in the last four years that Georgia-Florida would play their game. And I was like, oh, yeah, Georgia's going to get... Like, Kirby starts to coach. Like, this is not, you know, this is not what's-his-name. This is not uh, uh, um, Fatan Bada uh, uh, about uh, playing this game. Like, this is Kirby with Jacob Eason in the start of the thing, and Georgia was just obviously going to lose that game. I think everybody thought Georgia was going to lose that game. Um, now, I go under the assumption that Georgia is going to beat Florida, and unless something goes wrong. And that's not to say that Florida is terrible, but it's just a lot has changed. I think many, many change- things have changed in the last four years, but I, uh, I can't help but be reflective uh, during this time. Um, uh, I am one of those people that feel like the world dramatically changed uh, four years ago uh, in that election. And so, I, therefore, I find myself thinking a lot about the time before that. And I can't help but relate that to what was going on in Georgia football. And that Georgia football is in such a better place than it was then. And so, while I can be like, what are they doing with Stetson Bennett? And what are they doing here? Like this, The baseline where Georgia is is so much better than they were four years ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think that probably should not be forgotten. And I know you thought I was going to do a whole political thing here, and I probably I'm still talking, so you know I still <laughs> I still got it in me. You haven't seen it before, <laughs> but uh, uh, I I I have just I've been doing a lot of. The, I went back and listened to uh, our last podcast before the election. I went back to listening to the last Grisham Leach podcast for the election. Like I just that that feels like a, a pivot moment that I've obviously with the election coming up. I've been thinking a lot about, and I did feel like it was just. It's hard to. That's why I like New Year's Eve. I feel like it's just like good to have like fixed moments in time where you're like, "Hey, how was the thing? How were things actually different at this moment where it was a year ago from now, or two years ago, or in this case, four years?" and uh, And I think it's worth remembering that like I feel like these four years have been an absolute disaster in every possible way in American history, Uh, and the next four years are going to be a lot worse. Uh, if 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 this goes the wrong way, which I don't think it's going to, but more to the point. Um, uh, but I think it it's to have that moment kind of frozen in time and realize, wow, Georgia football has come so far in that four years where it was just not only it was we're gonna lose to Florida, but like, man, when are we gonna beat Florida? And now it feels like everyone else in the division, and really almost everyone else in the country is chasing Georgia. In a way that we might get frustrated because Georgia's not gotten over the hump yet, but it's a dramatically different place than where they were four years ago.
2: Yeah, it's crazy how the default now is that um, Georgia and Florida have switched places. Mm -hmm. It's almost an assumption of like, if you squint right and things go just the right way. Well,
1: go back to that number, nine and 21. Nine and 21. In 30 years.
2: I mean, (laughs) three years ago, that was six and 24, right? Well, I don't know. I'm not good at math. <laughs> sorry, it might have
0: been 7 have I'm one, asked, one sorry,
2: i I'm asked. Sorry, I mean ask Scott to do math. Yeah. That was my bad. That's know. on me. Yeah. That's on me, guys. That's all right. I know what you're saying. I know <laughs> yeah. what you're saying, though. I know so, what you're saying. but you know, the the and uh, not to you know, not to snipe Will's comments, but the fun part about this is that we're talking about marginal stuff. We're talking about well, Georgia can't quite get to the college football playoff. <laughs> With this quarterback,
0: I'm so I, sick of losing in the uh, SEC, uh, camp- SEC championship, yeah,
2: yeah. right? Where we didn't play for the first 14 years of,
0: and how freaking exciting it was when they played Auburn in that game! Yeah. Like, like it just
2: felt like oh, we're here, right? Like this was the goal. We're and here, it, and if they, if they, and if they went out to be the fourth year in a row they played in it, yeah. fourth year in a row. <laughs> I mean, that's that's Florida, the early 90s level guys. Um,
0: to be fair, to you know, get the it, title.
2: <laughs> yeah, at some point, at some point, it's going to suck yeah, if we don't win another one. But, um, but y- y- you're right, Will. You are right. On um, it's interesting. You you went back and listened to the 16 show because I was thinking about some of those those shows in that year. They're there. Just you they can are. Pull it up. You can pull them up. You should go back and listen. Do not
0: listen to the, the Alabama show. And you can go back 15.
1: and look. I remember calling in. Yeah, I was about to say you called in from the World Series. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. No, I called in
0: the World Series. I actually called in from. Uh, uh, from the Republican uh, debate. Oh, yes, earl- you did. Uh, earlier that year when I was covering it at the Reagan Museum. Yep. I yeah, I remember. Museum, I remember. I remember. Uh, so, like, you know, I'm glad I'm not covering it this year because I, I frankly would not be able to be very impartial. And uh, so. You know, I think that uh, uh, it's. it's, I feel like those kind of time capsules are really kind of fun things. Our podcast is a time capsule. I know that's what I mean. But yeah, don't go back. Don't listen to predictions. No, uh, please don't listen to everything.
1: uh, I bet I picked Georgia to win though. That seems right. Yeah.
2: Uh, Do not also do not listen to the Notre Dame pros game show. Uh, yeah, for because reasons other than bad predictions. We have we – have, um, Will and I have children, and mm-hmm. we have <laughs> reputations up
0: uphold. So <laughs> – uh, And my last election day, day do, thing – uh, my last election day thing, do go vote. Vote. Uh, go Thank vote. you. There's a, uh, I will say that one thing I uh, – one of the many things I like work, about living in Georgia, um, I'm not always sure about um, uh, election day precincts and whether they uh, – um, uh, It's always fair uh, across Mm -hmm. the board, but you have a lot of options for early voting, uh, particularly if you live in the Athens, Watkinsville, Atlanta area, and uh, you've got a lot of options to do it. Uh, I know it's it's hard uh, for everyone. I think it's unfortunate there was only one Saturday that you were able to vote early. I think that's a shame because otherwise people have to. My dad voted on Sunday. Yes, yeah. Sorry, it's only one weekend. Yeah, one weekend. Yeah, there's only one weekend you were able to do it. Um, So, but I encourage everyone to go do it. It's amazing to me with all the options. And again, I work out at home. I can schedule these things around, and I understand that's that's not always easy for everyone to do. Uh, but like I've heard people from Atlanta that are voting uh, early at uh, at at the Phil, at the Philips Arena or State Farm Arena, whatever it's calling now, and they're getting in and out in ten minutes. Yep. I uh, voted early in Oconee, and I voted in ten minutes. It took me it took me an hour and thirty minutes uh, in downtown Athens, but that was the first week. Yep, and my wife I think is voting tomorrow at the tennis center in Athens, and I think that that's now flying. I think that yeah, I uh, I, I think that uh, you can do it. I had a friend go there uh, yesterday and took her yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah, and, and not listen, not just the presidential election. There's a lot of stuff on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Georgia is the center of the electoral world right now. There are two Senate races. There's a non-zero possibility. My favorite phrase. That in January the entire Senate is riding on two uh, runoff races in uh, Georgia. Yeah. So
2: um, and listen, agree with me, don't agree with me, vote it is yeah. the most basic of
0: a more uh, American rights. Do it. And there are people trying to stop you from doing it or slow you down from doing it. And don't let them. Uh, go go vote. And uh, the, I, I wrote a piece for Medium today about. Uh, Uh, If you are the type of person who may be anxious about the election, I think everyone's anxious. I think there's a great story in the Times about how um, the one thing that uh, Trump supporters and people that hate Trump uh, agree on is that this election is the end of the world one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's obviously a lot of passion uh, on on both sides. But I I do think that uh, um, – well, I wrote a piece basically saying ways to ease your anxiety this week. And literally, the number one thing is just vote. Like, just go. I've done it already. Have you guys voted yet? You voted. Yes. Have you voted yet, Scott? I would like just going and doing it, and just seeing like the volunteers that are there to help out, and the people showing up, and like, like, the Hugh Atchison was given tacos in my line uh, uh, while people were waiting. Like, there's people. It's like there's no money in it for people. You're not getting rich off of this. It's just people out there just doing this basic thing that we all agree on. Isn't is. An, is what makes us different than other places. And uh, I encourage everyone to do it. Even if you're voting for the wrong person, uh, I encourage you to do it. All right. Well, guys, um,
2: before then we have Kentucky to worry about and we have a full weekend of uh, college football. We have Halloween this weekend. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've paid attention, mm. but um, go and do your civic duty and vote. Uh, it's uh, it literally is the the least amount of thing, the least thing you can do, in for of our democracy, it's the most American thing you can do.
0: All right, uh, but otherwise, uh, I don't know when we're taping next week. If we, I, I think, I'm assuming we're going to tape after the election, uh, we'll see. But um, otherwise, uh, we'll see you on the other side, everybody.
1: <laughs> uh, go dogs! Go dogs! And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to stop by our podcast partner restaurants, The Pine Bar, El Barrio, Pub on Main, in the Northside, Westside, and Five Points Bottle Shop as well. Get interactive with us by finding us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at WSLS Podcast. We'll be back on Sunday with our Georgia-Kentucky postgame show, and we look forward to next week as we preview the world's largest outdoor cocktail party as the dogs head down to Jacksonville to face off against the Gators once again. Have a great rest of your week. Happy Halloween, everybody, and we'll see you on campus very soon. Go, dogs.